can I bring my book? And she's like, yes. Can I sit in the car and play my 3DS uh, at Kroger? <laughs> and she's like, yes. All right, I'll go. And so, <laughs> and the, and it's, it's terrible. It's like I'm such a child. Movies, bullshit, Stephen King. Hey, hello, there he is. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing okay. How are you? Pretty good. I'm sorry. I'm three minutes off, I think, from... <laughs> the seven-minute warning. Yeah. Uh, hitting my... Hitting my uh, my computer was unplugged, so I had to like plug my computer in and then wait for everything to boot back up. Uh, so It literally made me laugh the whole time I was typing that text response. For some reason, like, what did you say? It was very simple. It was just... Oh, less than seven minutes. I less than seven minutes, yeah. You know what it is? Is, is, is it's like, it's totally uh, a kid thing. I, I mean, I am a, I am a child. Ash and I <laughs> had this conversation earlier this weekend. Uh, so if I set the goal of seven, I mean, you ever tell a kid like, um, hey, run upstairs and go get me this thing. And they're like, eh, and you're like, I'll time you. Oh. And then they're like, yeah. And they like run and go and do it and then <laughs> come back. And they're like, how long was it? And then you just, you just make up a number. Yeah. Like, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, you did that in like 42 seconds. That's <laughs> awesome. And they're like, yeah, I'm so fast. So I knew I was cutting it close. I so I set like when I send a text that says like because I do that with Ash even where I'll be like I'll be up there in three minutes. I if I make it some weird number like that, I now am like that kid where it's like you can do this, you can do this in less than seven <laughs> minutes. Like I knew my computer was unplugged and I knew everything needed to boot up and I knew that I needed to like test my mic to make sure because it had moved since the last time I'd used it and. Uh, I just like, I knew all of those things, but I still like pushed it to the limit. And, uh, so I was like less than seven minutes. Cause then I was like, yes, now you have a goal. And, uh, <laughs> There's something about so, that odd number too, I think is why it's funny. Like even numbers are not nearly as funny as prime or as like as odd numbers. I feel no. And you know what? And that is, that's, I mean, that's not the weirdest thing I've heard you say, but that's a weird thing. <laughs> That uh, that's a weird thing to say, right? But it's not. I totally get it. Like I, I agree with you. Like if there's, if you could assign comedic value, odd numbers would always win. Yeah, because well, your three, your number three minutes. That was funny to me, also. So that's what I realized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 15, um, fifteen is not very funny. Some of those no, odd prime ones are funny though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like when's dinner going to be ready? Seventeen minutes. Yeah. Like that's okay. Twenty three minutes. Twenty, but twenty three <laughs> minutes is funnier than seventeen to me. Like it is. 
Yeah. Oh, huh. there, wow, there must be a weird. study about that, but I <laughs> that that is that is weird. Um, oh man, we need to search that because if there is, like, make sure that gets on the Twitter. Oh, yes. like some study that's on like the the com- the comedy value of numbers, the comedic value. Oh, I like of numbers. that. Right, I'll write it down. Comedic value. Of numbers. <clears throat> oh man, it's funny because Ash and I this past weekend were talking about how I'm a child, like. Like we, when we first moved in together, we separated our, our lives into chores and we like each dibbed our, our favorite chores, you know, like as opposed to being like, you know, growing up, we're always forced to do the ones that we don't like, but we never got to do the ones we wanted to do. So we just got, we just picked our chores. We were like, these are all the chores that need to happen. Which ones do you want? So like I have laundry and she loves grocery shopping and I hate those that and she really? loves cleaning the bathroom, which is so weird. And I absolutely that's like the worst room to clean on the planet. That's funny you say that because my wife or she'll describe cleaning the bathroom as a very satisfying thing because you can see your progress so well, I guess, because of all the like, yeah. you know, porcelain or whatever. It's like you clean it and you can see a difference. That's her logic, I guess. Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> Not me. I mean, but I'll, I I would clean the kitchen. I like cleaning the kitchen. So that's my I guess and it's too. kind of the same. Th- yeah. And I guess that's kind of the same thing. So, but you also uh, cook. Well, you guys switch off cooking because that, because we've got yeah, limited we both time cook. to talk tonight. And yeah. that's because you're cooking tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So we trade that, we trade off on that. And uh, I do the laundry and she goes, gro- laundry and grocery shopping are really, those are like, those are like our protected chores mostly. Like, because I really, <laughs> I really get satisfaction from doing the laundry and she really enjoys like doing the groceries. But this, like this last time uh, we were going to go to Costco and I always, I do like to go to Costco because their Turkey sandwich and their chicken bakes are delicious. Like both of those things are delicious. <laughs> that when and, you get them there or, or I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. They have a little gets- food court. Have you ever been to Costco oh, before? I don't know if I really have. Oh man! I certainly know. It's like it, see, it's like it's like uh, the uh, left, the Democrat version of Sam's Club. Oh, that sounds great! Yeah, because <laughs> I, I yeah I stopped going to Sam's Club or Walmart years and years ago when I found out what assholes that they are. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> okay, uh, this is it, perfect. And and yeah, it's like that. Okay. Um, so. Uh, so they have these this little food court, just like Sam's Club had this has a food court usually, I think. But the like they sell pizza and it's all dirt cheap, and they have these turkey sandwiches that are just amazing, and these things called chicken bakes, which look like big bread turds, but they have <laughs> oh, they have like that real well. <laughs> no, no, listen though, but when you bite into it, it's like this amazing bread, and then there's like chicken cordon blue on the inside oh Ooh. it's delicious it's so good um and when you're walking around the store like sam's club if you go on a saturday or sunday like you don't need to technically buy lunch i'm just a big guy and a fat ass so i want to <laughs> buy the sandwiches on the way out um they have samples set up all through the oh. store so that you could just like try shit you know, that's literally, oh man, this is right up our alley. We've, we've talked yeah. about getting memberships to this or sharing memberships with someone. All I need to do is play this clip for the bride. And I think I'm in. Yeah. Cause all this sounds amazing to, and not too far off from things that and we everything is do. like in bulk. Then at that point, the only problem, unlike Sam's club, 
Sam's Club has a lot of name brand stuff. Costco does not. And and just because they have it, Sam's Club, I feel feel like is really consistent in what they are selling there. And Costco, you can go one month and it'll have, they would have low sodium V8. Let's say, for example, I wish they had low sodium V8. They don't. <laughs> That's an important if, item of the brides too, that particular one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't. So I go and they uh, let's say they have it one month and I'm like, no, I don't need it. I just got it off of Amazon. So I don't buy it there. And then I go the next month because we only go to Costco once a month. That's okay. one of the things like you can't go there all the time or uh, you end up just blowing tons of money because oh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> we well, and then man, long walk for a short drink. man. we like. <laughs> We like price checked all the grocery stores, including Costco in our area and like boiled it down to like the five things that are the cheapest at Costco. And we only we we really, really try to only buy those five things from Costco. Like because they're just five things. So ultimately, I I mean, I I might be lowballing that number, but it's like. We, you know, we took our regular list of groceries and put it in a spreadsheet. This is so geeky. And we That's spent kind of, it's really amazing. <laughs> and then we spent, uh, and I learned this from uh, the people who I lived with before I moved in with Ash. And so, like, uh, took that and we did Aldi, Kroger, and Costco. And we looked up the unit price for every one of those things on our, and whatever had the lowest unit price, whatever one had the lowest unit price, we would like, that's, that's where we would get that thing. But it wasn't even that we then had to take all the things that were the lowest price at Costco. I took and added up the savings, like how much I was saving and that needed to be more. I needed to save more than the membership at Costco to actually have saved anything. Because like the membership's like fifty five dollars a year, right? Yeah. So like I needed on whatever the number was that we have that are cheaper at Costco. Whatever that amount of savings was needed to be more than fifty five dollars by the end of the year. So then I had to know like how much of that we typically buy. So I knew how much we would buy in a year and then I could calculate the savings. Do you have the spreadsheet still? Yeah, I think so. Somewhere around here. I can, I can kind of wrap my brain around it, but I'm just trying to figure out how I could apply that to how we actually do things. Cause did you have to track for a year? How many things you, or, or did you just, no, figure, Ash like, well, just had probably... a really good, Ash, I mean, we we are creatures of habit. We're really bad about that. And uh, Ash had a pretty good idea on what were the like core list of things that we always get regularly from the grocery store. So then once we had that list of maybe like 30 items, we price checked all those things okay. at all three stores. Okay. So then let's say uh, I know hamburger is one of the things that we get at Costco. Because I don't like to get Aldi hamburger. Man, this is a we're gonna burn all our time talking about groceries. <laughs> that's how grown up we are right now. That's and that's I'm, how grown you're up. Just like talking the, about how you're a child, and I'm like, this is some, so, this is real grown up shit. 
This is so depressing how grown up it is. But but I'm so, pretty excited by it as well, which is yeah. maybe so that's not depressing. Well, I mean, if that depresses you, then you're probably under a certain age. But <laughs> if you're yeah. about our age, this is interesting. <laughs> well, and I and I and I'm a math teacher, which, oh, which yeah. I, I geeked out on all this stuff. And so like um So let's just say hamburger, for example. I I save a dollar a pound on hamburger at Costco. Okay. All right. I needed to look at how much hamburger we typically buy in a in a month. So let's say every week I buy or Ash buys three pounds of hamburger or four pounds of hamburger. Right. Yeah. And it's normally, you know, Jesus, I, I have a grocery shop because she does it so well. Uh, I haven't done it in so long. But let's just say I, it's like $2 a pound at Kroger, right? Well, no, because I said this is a dollar cheaper. For my example, let's just say it's $3 <laughs> a pound at Kroger. And then it's a dollar cheaper funny. a pound at Costco, so it's $2 a pound at Costco. Okay. So if I buy five pounds a week, that's 20 pounds a month, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, this is feeling like the math problems that I get lost in, but it, even though it's so simple. But keep going, because I'm sure there will be listeners that will follow you and then maybe. Oh, no, there's not. Are you I'll kidding me? Up. People are like, unsubscribe. <laughs> Basically, that dollar that I'm saving per pound of ground beef, I need to make more. That coupled with all the other items that are cheapest at Costco, my savings for the year needs to be more than fifty five dollars to justify buying membership oh yeah because yeah. i need to i need to pay for the membership before i start actually saving any money like it's not technically sa- like if i only saved at the end of the year 30 dollars, i technically spent an additional 25 dollars. you know what i mean yeah like, on stuff you're gonna buy anyway right right so uh there's that um the brian does a similar thing with well, oh, so she just kind of like with Target. So she came back. So we'll that that sort of switch on on and off, and sometimes we'll do it together. But she came. She loves um, a, a Target card is nice. You save five percent of whatever how much you spend. Um, so that's always fun right. to see. Uh, and, and I think they give their money to good places, but, but uh, or, you know a portion. Um, but then also, uh, if you buy certain things in bulk, so like paper towels, toilet paper, then um, oftentimes they'll have these deals that'll give you like a $5 cash card for Target. So she came home last weekend just so thrilled. Um, uh, uh, Oh, I hate having to bleep stuff, but there's so much joy for me in saying this. So what, how she described it is I just the shit out of this trip, which means she did what her dad loves to do, which is to, um, to he'll, he'll get stuff and then he'll tell you basically how, how he got the price down. And it's very fun for him. Um, Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So she came back with all of this stuff, like two giant things of the, uh, you know, toilet paper, Kleenex and, and paper towels and stuff. And then she's like whips out the, the cards like one at a time. So I think she got $20 worth of, you know, cards. So I wonder how all this balances out. I'm gonna run it by her nonetheless, because I think just the experience. Share, you I'll, I'll, <laughs> I think fun. I have the spreadsheet in my Google Drive. If I do, I'll share it with you so you can see it. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. That would be great. 
Next I'll, episode, we'll talk about the budget that I spent six months <laughs> making and yes. how it, we paid off like almost. Well, by the end, by the middle part of this year, it'll be like close to fifteen grand in debt. So from this budget, yeah, using Holy this budget, shit, that is very yeah. Wor- okay. Yeah, that's very worthwhile to talk about. <laughs> that's I'm yeah. writing that down for where am I? Putting that's this? a. But that's a spreadsheet, and it's and I mean it's just taking a bunch of advice from different people. But, but it's who really the spreadsheet that kind of money and get that far out of debt by. I don't know. Come on, dude. That's that's. It. I mean, all right. So I have a <coughs> list of follow up shows anyway. What do we call right. that one? Um, Palmer's. How much money did you? Uh, Sent, I don't know. Pay, I'd have to. I, you know, I exaggerate. Oh, I have to look at this. Actually, wasn't that number? <laughs> no, it's probably like. I mean, I mean, I just paid like three grand in debt off just this weekend. Like, oh my god. Okay. So I would probably say, I would, I would, I would venture to say by the time it's all said and done by the halfway through this year, it'll probably be between 10 and $15,000. Okay. So we'll, I'll just go. Yeah. Uh, Palmer's 10. I'm just going to put 10 to 15 K savings budget. That is an excellent. <laughs> and an all excellent it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a strategy on yeah. like, I'm making your money work for. I mean, it's Dave Ramsey too. He he says oh, I've he's heard like, that name. Make your money work for you and not the other way around. But it's like, it's just being cognizant of where all of your money goes. And I like my mantra is bills, budgets, and savings. So all the money that we have coming in should go. If it's not going towards a bill towards something that you've already budgeted for like gas or groceries yeah or into savings then you're wasting that like then that money's not working for you like and so i think we should get into it one of these one of these days like yeah. make a, make a point uh, um maybe there should be somebody else smart about this kind of stuff that can chime in cuz i will definitely be like they'll be just oh Okay. I'll, I'll find out. I'll, I, I I know. Well, I'll I'll see if I can get I'll see if I can get my guy that uh, that I learned most of it from. So. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see if he's interested in that. Okay. Uh, he, I I I proposed the idea of doing of him and I doing a podcast before, and he was like, "I have zero interest in doing that." Just so. You know. <laughs> Excellent. So, <laughs> so like we'll see if candidate. I can get him if, if I can get him on. Because budgeting is one of his passions too, so um, it very well it could be a possibility. Well, you can just tell but, him, like, look, we got eleven followers on Twitter, which is a funny yeah. number. <laughs> that is a funny. That eleven is a funny number. Um, yeah. I, I feel like this is going to be a game that just devolves down to where one of us will just say an odd number, and the other one will be like, "We'll just say funny or not funny," like, like. <laughs> 70, 70, uh, 79. Um, well that may, that's my birth year. So it, it has an association. So, I mean, that may, that's funny maybe because of that. <laughs> no, no, no funny. I'd say no funny on. It's a real subjective thing. Just like all comedy. Do you know, like eight, there, there were eight even numbers that came to my mind first before really? I got to 79. Yeah. It was so, that was outrageous. It was so difficult for some reason. <laughs> So the long walk for short drink was uh, we got on grocery shopping, shopping and budgeting. 
this was all tied back to why I'm a child was because like my wife corralled me into going grocery shopping with her under the pretense of you can go to Costco and get free samples and a turkey sandwich. (laughs) And then that means I though it's Costco and then Aldi and then Kroger. So like I have to go to all the grocery stores. So I'm like. So then I'm like, can I bring my book, meaning my iPod? <laughs> like, can I bring my iPod with me? And so I could listen to my book. And she's like, yes. And I was like, can I sit in the car and play my 3DS uh, at Kroger? And she's like, yes. Uh, all right, I'll go. And so, and then, and, Oh. It's it's terrible. It's like I'm such a child. I'm a I'm a man boy, and I need like that's why I need to I need earn. I need to have a kid so that way I can get out of this man boy stage because I'm just like my dad lived his whole life in that man boy stage, uh, and I don't like you know I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I don't want to be in my like fifties. And still saying like I'm Peter Pan. I feel like I'm 16 years old. And like I don't. I I you know I I still say that too. Like I feel like I mentally. I don't think I think any different than I did when I was 16. Right. Yeah, I think that's uh, a very common male thing, or at least amongst the males that I know or um, follow. You know, personality wise. <laughs> I, I and I know, but I know though if I took if I could actually have some kind of historical recording of my thought process when I was 16 and you compared it to now, they would be drastically different. I'm willing to bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mine too. But because (laughs) I I'm in my head every single moment of every single day, I it's a gradual change. I don't know. It's just like a person who loses weight. They don't notice they're losing weight because it's happening. Like they have to see their body every day. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, uh, Man, it's crazy. All right, so <laughs> oh, just uh, not to derail it, just two, uh, just one, one movie that if you haven't seen, it details very much a transition like you just described, but sets it up in in just almost the same way and it's very funny. Have you ever seen the Switch with Jason Bateman and just Jennifer Aniston? Uh, no, no. Just watch like the first twenty minutes of that movie, and if you're not into it, you won't like it. But I fucking love it, and it starts All with right. something about this man boy thing that is set up in the funniest way. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, the switch. So, I'll mark. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, have to check that out. The switch. I'll send, I'll see. I don't know. I'll try to find a way to share it with you to where you can at least see that part. Um. Um. So that was listen. That was got to be the longest walk for the shortest drink. Cause like that was one story that was a half an hour probably. And we have a half an hour that both of us have to get through a top 10 list. <laughs> oh shit. That's right. Um, I don't think that's going to have like, it's going to have to be like literally like volleyball. Like, yeah, I was thinking to like, try to do bing, stuff bing, like that bing, anyway. Bing. Yeah. yeah. So the last episode that you probably heard on Tuesday, if you're one of our 
uh, one and a half listeners, uh, <laughs> was the last one that we recorded in 2016. And it is still, it is January 30th, 2017 right now while we're recording this. Uh, so it's as close to 2016 as we are going to get. Uh, so we wanted to kind of just take a moment and take a step back. We've been on a hiatus uh, since we recorded the last episode that you just listened to that came out on Tuesday. Uh, we haven't recorded. That was in December, right? Yo, it was right before Thanksgiving, actually. Um, right before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, man. Even longer. So actually, yeah, actually, yeah, the, in the, whatever, tomorrow uh, or late tonight, uh, we're recording this on January 30th. Uh, I think number eight will go up, which was yeah. a, a kind of a short one that happened just after the election and your, and your dad's passing and. Oh yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then the next week would be the other, uh, I think, you know, the way things work out, we may catch up, but for now, yeah, this is a good kind of interim before we jump into anything. Uh, yeah. So maybe. we just wanted to leave you since we'd like, since chronologically what you just listened to, uh, was in 2016. We just wanted to take a moment while we were as close as we'll ever be to 2016 and, uh, kind of revisit and get it down on an episode. So we thought we would kind of just talk about, I like, tell me if I'm representing this correctly, Dave. So you <laughs> said your top 10 media experiences of 2016, right? Yeah. Like, something like that. I was just thinking okay. you know, we were going to talk because in some, re Oh, sorry. You're you going somewhere with that. So I'll explain myself. Oh later. no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just getting ready. I was just getting ready to bring my list up, which is on my phone. So, Oh, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I'll kill time. And actually, I'm gonna crack my um my beer. I want to oh, take. Oh yeah. Before yours is gone, though, I want to take a. One of my favorite oh, things yeah. about the Twitter feed is that I have the a second skills. one, so I, I oh, I'll, okay. I'll refill my glass and then Shit, we'll, we should have I should have timed that. I was just impatient. I was like, "There's only a half hour left," and I cracked my beer. <laughs> yeah. No wait. Here we. <laughs> Where's this? All right, so here, let me put let me let me put this set this back here and let me get my well let me pound this. Wait. Yeah. No. I said that's what she said, but I guess well it could be. I said that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I have done Yes, 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 yes. Because of the weird uh, internet thing that's going on here, I did a kind of a screenshot of me cheersing you already that I've captured and we'll Photoshop it to this. So, There's no truth. No, in let's art. just shoot another one. Let's just shoot well, another one. They the, won't know. But I can't, the way I have to do this, the screen grab for, um, is, is with two hands. So you oh. have to, so I'll replace it, but, but and then we'll do All one right. for real. <laughs> so go All ahead, you want go me ahead. to cheers? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> So this is all such horseshit. <laughs> okay, so now. <laughs> okay, so now here we are. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Clink. Clink. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes dinky, I, dinky. Yeah. All right. Now let me write my list down real quick so I can oh, go back yeah. to so the I'll camera. I'll explain what I was thinking with the list. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, well, I guess it'll be. The next episode that'll air after this likely uh, will be a conversation with, um, um, and, and hopefully, oh yeah, we have tons of good stuff coming yeah. up in uh, in the next 
in the next round of recordings and the very first episode where we have a cabin kid joining us, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, we actually, <laughs> yeah. So without wasting too much of our time just explaining what that will be, um, I just thought um, since you and I hadn't talked in, in so long uh, that it'd be nice for us to catch up with something before we introduce this other person to the mix. He's got this great list of things to talk about. We haven't really talked to him for so many years. Um, I just, but anyway, it's a part of that idea was um, to discuss like just our favorite, uh, just some favorite things from the year that passed. I mean, it's been, it's such an awful, awful time. Um, and, um, yeah, our show is not necessarily a vehicle for um, discussion about that beyond our some of our, our feelings, but um, yeah, and talk about a terrible fucking time. My stepmom passed away too. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, I know. I'm so fucking sorry. Like <laughs> less than ninety days from my father passing, my stepmom passed, and I like uh, I said like the only saving grace, the only silver lining. Cause I buried an extra parent. I've like, that's three I've buried now. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that I never have to bury a parent again. Like that's, I suppose that's so. the only silver lining <laughs> way to positively reframe. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, that, um, how did that, what was it of, or, uh, it was just completely sudden. She went out with my stepsister for the night and had kind of had like a girl's night out. Yeah. She went outside of the bar to have a cigarette and just dropped in the parking lot. Jesus, fuck. That. <laughs> I know, dude. Listen, I'm just numb to it. I like I can't even. There's no. I There's no words, dude. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm sorry for the like derailment. Jeez, oh fuck! No, I'm sorry for your loss. For but you were just, you were just like it's just been the- like a terrible because you were like oh it's just been horrible and like he means like Trump being elected and I was like yeah. oh no he probably and you know and the law all yeah. this loss jeez just that tons yeah. of loss that's basically the show that's going up tomorrow is the show right after your dad yeah. passed and then um uh yeah oh man. Uh, there's so much, yeah. I want to, so, but, oh, and I hate to let that whole thing pass. Like, what, what is going on with the the fact that this fuck is now in office and doing worse things than we even oh, feared? Man. Um, yeah, because like I've been, I've been populating the the Twitter feed and uh, based on things that come up in the show, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. But a lot, of, just to be efficient, a, a lot of times I will kind of program them, you know, and dole them out throughout the week. Um, and uh, and I know, uh, you know, the bride in particular, she was on Twitter this last weekend, which was when the executive order was sent out about the, I'm trying to think what they what they called it and stuff. It was basically like a Muslim ban. Um, and, yeah. the, and the airports were crowded with protesters and stuff. And she was looking at her feed and she just, you know, she said to me, just like, you know, I hate every time I look at one of these or see some person, you know, entertainer that I follow that's not acknowledging this. It just makes me angry, like that they're just going on with their bullshit. And then, and I, I understand it too. And I felt that about various things. When at the same time, <clears throat> uh, I understand why they're doing it. You know, whatever you're a comedian or something, you got to show you. You do have to promote the show. Uh, fuck, it's like, but so I want to. Yeah, and then I reached out to you. It's like, how can we find a way to um, to acknowledge the fact that, you know... Ian, when- don't you think, though, like, <laughs> some of those performers, they're providing a service 
by allowing people to escape like that's through their art like that like that's part of it too and i know like i would be willing to bet there's a fair amount of them who feel they are like that's how they are contributing to the situation yeah by providing that escape for people you know yeah um so i i i mean i can totally get that I, I, you know, I'm married to a, I'm, I'm married to a very social. Oh, I hit my calories. All right. (laughs) I am, uh, I'm married to, to a very socially conscious. I was telling Twinkie this, uh, when we were talking where I had consumed so much during the election and that it was such a letdown. The results were such a letdown for me. That I have, it's not even that I've just like stopped consuming. It's that I've literally, I've actively avoided any, I have no idea what's going on and what he's doing. Like, I, I, I mean, I hear snippets, but I am, I can't continue for the next four years to consume media, at least the kind of media that existed towards the end of 2016. I can't do that for four years. Like it, it will make me a a not pleasant, fun person. Right. Yeah. Um, So I, I, it's much easier to just, uh, Bill Burr. I, I heard gave a really good breakdown where he's just like, the four years that he's in office is not going to affect me drastically. It's going to affect my country probably. And it's going to do all those things, but it's like at the end of the day, like you gotta worry, you know, you worry about you and it's like, and I know that's a shitty with me and this is not, I'm not representing this well at all. (laughs) I need to try to find the bill Burr because he like, it's just like you individually, like you still have some kind of, influence in how your life is affected and so you'll be fine like just you just put your head down and and kind of like plug through the four years you know what i mean like yeah yeah i can definitely uh, understand that particularly with all you've had going on and my uh, my wife is uh, also a very uh socially uh conscious and minded person and um she even teaches around those subjects and she said something that maybe maybe I brought up on the show before, or maybe I haven't, but every once in a while she'll tell me, you know, what's going on and teaching and stuff. And she said she gave this kind of three-pronged approach right around the holidays, because it was after the election and and, um, and students would be going home. She's a college professor and students would be going home talking to family members who might not have uh, agreed with them and her, however they felt. And she this three prong approach, which I used to have in a, a postcard right right by me, and I don't. But I think I'm remembering this right. And one is to ask very specific questions. So it's like saying, so you know, for instance, with Trump, it's like, what what is it when he says like, or just to say, what is it? What specifically do you like about him? Because um, then that forces a, you know, and it's not to like catch right. people and shit. It's just a way to somehow have a conversation. So one is to ask specific Make conversation. Questions, or just like how, how to be able to talk about these things at all and, and, and to get right. through to people without them. Because the thing with me with this now, is like, I don't know how to talk about this with you or anyone without just breaking into like vitriolic hyperbole. Like last week, I literally, I was talking to her 
talking to the bride and I eventually ended up on my knees. Like I wasn't like, I, like it literally brought me to my knees of just like apoplectic. I'm just like, how can this, like, how can this be? Like somebody's like showing you this thing that is clearly like, I don't know, a fucking square. And then they're like, this is a circle. And then you're like, yeah. Oh. And then it's, uh, and, and anyway. Alternative facts, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, so the first thing is, um, uh, ask specific questions, you know? So, you know, when, what is it you like when he says, make America great, whatever it is. And, and this, this could be applied right. to any topic. The second is to, um, um, to make it, uh, personal. And so that, that's one where it's like, you talk about how something specific makes you feel. Cause that's something right. where people can't say, I don't know when you hear that something has hurt somebody, like just now, um, I talked about, I didn't do it very well. I talked about being brought to my knees or whatever. But like, if if you talk about how something is is affecting you, and so the way that I eventually employed this, like with my uh, family at one point, was just to say like the things that I have heard this man say, my own mouth about you know this, that, and the other, have have really affected. You know, I'm like I'm really um, I don't know how he put it, but I just said how I was feeling, and it, and it had nothing to do with any coverage. It's like these are things I've heard this person say that are very hurtful to me. So it's like, you can't, it's sort of, I don't know. What do you say to that exactly? You know? Um, right. Uh, and hopefully then to have a human dialogue, which would be great. Um, and then, oh, then the other one is, it has the most to do with what you said, which was basically choosing whether or not to engage. Now, in her example, unfortunately for you, um, that has very much to do with like, if you're in, um, in, um, in a group that is being oppressed. So if like you're, you're the American Indian in a room, uh, you don't have to, dis that doesn't make it so that you have to speak for all other American Indians. You know, you get to choose Oh, it's put as she puts it as good self care. So that is, that, that is kind of at this right. point, you've had a tremendous amount of loss in your own family. You're trying to your best to practice good self care. Um, so you choose as to when and how you interact with things based on like you know what you can handle. And there are other things too. So like I have been in a position. That's really you know what that's really like. Thanks, man. That like really makes me. Oh, good, good. <laughs> feel like good about my. I I really have felt like because I there's been a few times I've had to ask Ash like I I can't want like you know she's just on YouTube watching like pundits or watching you know re recaps or whatever or he said this like can you believe trump it, it all boils down to can you believe that trump did this like that's yeah like that's that's what all i, I it's not news it's can you believe right it, like report on it and like don't i don't need a you don't need i'm sorry opinion. you have to fill 24 <laughs> hour yeah right. i don't i'm yeah. sorry you have to fill 24 hours but like, let's just report on it and let's hear the facts. And then you can speculate on the implications that that's going to have. That's totally different than saying, can you believe that Trump said this and blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's a bit of both of that with that whole thing. But I, I also, I, I've long been done with being able to stomach any um, 
commentary about these things because our news, yeah, I mean, is is by and large entertainment, and of you know, yeah, not of the frivolous variety like you and I create, but. Well, right. I don't know. That could be argued too. But so I that's This actually I mean. brings me this brings me to one of the things <laughs> yeah, on my list. Like Yeah. So anyway, uh, we should get to the, the like nice idea. Sega. Yeah. Nice segue, Dave. <laughs> the Wink. list should be just like, like your favorite things from 2016. So let's yeah, let's jump into those before we run completely out of time. All right. So and I'm going to I'm going to take the segue. Uh we, you know, we're talking about all this and and there's going to be plenty of this this season you got or this recording round of recordings you guys so please stick with us please tell your friends about uh long walk short drink we uh man we we just want to get we just want to get listeners we, we want to hear from you so make sure you're reaching out to us on all the various venues that you have available uh you could be a guest and i promise <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna i promise it's not gonna end like Palmer's picks where because nobody emails this is done because i got dave like That's i know right. dave will record with as many times as i need him to That's so. so true Oh man! All okay. right, there's so, so much I wish my, we could get into, but yes, where are you going? Where, where you got? Yeah, all right. My segue, my segue, my segue to go because we're talking about the news. One of my favorite things from 2016, as far as like media consumption goes, is I loved seeing the fake news reporters. And there's been so much talk about fake news, so I'm going to talk about fake news reporters. Ah. And I'm talking about the generation of uh, John Stewart disciples that have all branched out and now have their own shows that are just amazing. Um, uh, Samantha B, John Oliver, uh, to just name a, a, a couple here. Um, Stephen Colbert. Uh, I I love the fact that as real quote as quote unquote real news started to let us down very early in 2016, very early on in this election season, it was starting to be apparent that, uh, you know, mainstream news was not going to be that, that good. Uh, and I, and they really stepped up, uh, John Oliver and Samantha B especially and Stephen Colbert. Um, I think that their ability to accurately report and be comedic about it uh, just really injected a, a level of levity and um, accuracy that it needed. So yeah, that like was palatable, it. palatable. Yeah. I, I, I didn't yeah. include that too um, in one of mine, but I would echo that sentiment because uh, it sounds as though we feel similarly about the kind of 24 hour news um, issues. And I've, I've long had a problem with the fucking news in general, where even like local news, it's like your water may be poisoned. Tune in at 11. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you might die before then. But um uh, yeah, so I can, ex I, what I do, what I will consume and try to be diligent about is I'll listen to like the NPR's five minute update two or three times a day just to hear like some stuff, what's going on. Just some right. facts. I can deal with facts. I mean, yeah, I, facts are what I want. Yeah, That's what exactly. I want more you of. You so rarely get that. And then otherwise. And I don't want to have to sift through a bunch of your opinions to find the facts. Yeah, or catch you the, know. the tone or whatever it is. You know, like even right. people, most of the time the stuff I would encounter is people I would uh, ideologically or whatever, in theory, agree with. But I just can't fucking deal with the tone. So what, yeah. I, what I do love is the... Uh, 
it are those those people that you mentioned and how they can deliver a news. I mean, th- that's not so much news, and that is very much news as entertainment. But it kind right. of helps keep um, folks like us. I don't know. I don't know what the right I thing feel is. like I, it's entertain. I I feel like it is. It's entertain. It's delivered as entertainment, which means it's approachable. So they're yeah. delivering. I think they're reaching more people. But it's facts all masked. I mean, real life is funny. Like the the <laughs> the the, the ludic- how ludicrous life is is comical, and that's really all they're doing. If you watch Samantha Bee or John Oliver or Stephen Colbert, they're just pointing out how ridiculous and ludicrous real life is. Right? Yeah. 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 There's actually um so that. Because obviously we could talk about this forever. So in the hopes of this volleyball thing, hopefully we're not kind of cutting off our nose to yeah. our own face to uh, reference the last show. Which, by the way, I just edited the Seven show. And as a Seven fan, to the extent that I am, I don't feel good about how well I resent, represented my own fandom. I promise this is really quick, but I just wrote a list of like, I just, I love that movie so much. Even when it came out, I saw it several times in the theater. I had two VHS copies. One was like a special edition somehow with VHS. I have a VHS <laughs> dub still of the Laserdisc that came out because that has separate features and commentaries than the oh beautiful DVD that came out. I have the fucking have novelization. <laughs> like, I love that movie. I, I, oh, basically, I disappointed myself as a Seven fan. But uh, the one thing I wanted to do before kind of pivoting as uh, pivoting a little bit. Oh, I just thought maybe I should watch the show, watch the movie if if I'm going to be a part of the conversation or just stay out of I don't know. Future Palmer's picks. But so the one thing I wanted to mention last about these comedian uh commentator type shows, daily show type shows uh that I would yeah. recommend um you check out and actually makes me want to re-listen to. There's a conversation somewhere. I'm sure it's readily available online between um John and it's a few years old between John Stewart and Rachel Maddow. And they basically have this discussion where uh, Rachel Maddow saying kind of your point of view. She's like, John, you're a journalist doing some doing important work. And John's like, I'm a comedian, man. What you're doing is important. And it's not just like right. uh, disingenuous. You know, it's, it's an actual debate, I think, about what those shows do or provide by two two of the people at the top of that uh, echelon of uh, that, that are providing those views. So uh, I'll find that link, put on it on the Twitter reconsider that but um oh no i'm down entry. for that that's an excellent entry yeah um the one uh is okay if i try yeah to... go your your first one <laughs> we may have to do a your first one <laughs> your first one i don't have them in any numerical order so. oh no no neither do i nor could i um now yeah. let me know too though what is your when do, when do you have to hop off just how many minutes from now because maybe we'll just do five let's say something. let's say no let's let if we really start volleying and say, let's do two minutes per entry, we can do two minutes per entry and do each one. Okay. Okay. All well, right. Well, and uh, go your first one and <laughs> Dave's first one. Go. Um, mine, mine is the only, <laughs> mine's the, the one I'll give now that's different than the others that is, um, all of the others are not like this. A lot of things are very specific things, but I just put the Obama's. And I know that might be oh, kind of cliche okay. or whatever, but I'm not going to get to talk to him about them much moving forward. And I don't know when it hit me. I've always been a fan, but I think maybe it was around seeing uh, Michelle speak at the Democratic convention, but it really got to the point where their 
collective, respective, Michelle and, and Barack's, I <laughs> follow my first name, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I made a point of not writing this down so as to not have it be too rehearsed or anything, but so I'm going to try to see, search for the adjectives, but like their, um, their poise, their dignity, their example. Uh, oh, fuck. I can't even think. Like, I just couldn't. I, I was always so proud of him as our president. I, I, I was, yeah. I, and, uh, and especially as this sort of new election started to move forward, even before I, I thought the Trump thing was even a possibility, I just got to be where, and I'm like this about other people. Like, I'm like, there, there's a time in life where I didn't much care for Bob Dylan or whatever. I knew I would like him someday. Eventually it got to the point where like you say Bob Dylan's name and I start to cry. And, yeah. <laughs> and that, and I've been in a real place like that with Obama and, and Michelle and, and the way that they've conducted themselves and, and the, the legacy. I just like, I just lose it all the time. I'm so I, proud of myself for not losing it now. So that's all I could say so much more, but that, that's, you did so great. No, you did great, man. And then like, and I'm going to take my like 30 seconds on this. <laughs> like is like, debates, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but very early on in his presidency, I remember interview, like Michelle Obama was in an interview and they were like, what, what is it? about they, they like, the question was something like, what is it about you as a couple or whatever? And she's like, he, you know, he leads and he says, we always take the high road. Yes. And I feel like all eight years through all the terrible things that have been said about him and what he, you know, everything I, he's always, always, always taking the high road. I mean, it's just blown my mind how he's taking the high road yeah. the whole time. The fundamental decency, too. the fundamental human decency of those people. Yeah. Me, literally. That's the only thing in my entire life that has made me say, well, that, that never, I shouldn't say that. That's false, right? But they they do, and they have made me proud to be an American, and they make me care about what that means so much more now than I might otherwise and have. I arguably have represented what that means better, yeah. In the last eight years, so exemplary. Then we're going to get in the last in the next four easily. Certainly, the most yeah. I've ever seen in my lifetime. I they're they're just yeah. Oh, I just love them so much. So that's the only non sort of media thing, but basically I encountered yeah. them through the media. I don't know. So oh, no, okay, that's a good one. I like that okay. you're timing these and, and we can take each other's time. If you're, if that's what you're doing, that's a great strategy. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to kind of try to volley in between movie. Most of mine are movies, but I'm going to volley in between movies and non like the things that aren't movies. I'll, so, okay. I'll try to do the same. Um, so, uh, my next one would be my discovery. It didn't come out this year, but my discovery of the documentary Life Itself. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. About uh, uh, which is the it's the documentary, which is based on the autobiography of Roger Ebert. Um, it was. It was one of those things that I was in a really tough spot earlier this year emotionally and it really if if anything else like i loved everything about his life and like all of that stuff roger hubert's life but it the really the stuff that was recorded in the last weeks of his life where through everything that he had gone through to still be so happy i loved like the way that they portrayed his relationship with his wife 
and how positive he was about his situation and how he never gave up hope on that. And, uh, yeah, I like the, the director did a fantastic job. It was a great documentary. Um, I echo all those things. Very humbling. Uh, just an inspiring and, uh, heartwarming, uh, yep, all but that. also not like you know they they didn't paint him out to be a saint either. Uh, oh no, absolutely, and I don't think he even tried to paint himself as a saint. He knew he was a hard ass and uh, was okay with that. So yeah. no, that's a. Uh, I literally thought of that movie today for the first time in a while when I was just thinking uh, of wanting. I'm working on a documentary about myself, of course, but uh, <laughs> want to have some references for certain kind of cool ways that which things are presented or editing wise. And I was right. just running through this mental list of documentaries in my head. I didn't get very far because I was doing other things. And that was one of the first ones that sprung into my head. And uh, that's just for like cool like, editing shit. But that is an, yeah, that's uh that's two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Well played. Um, okay, so I'll do... Do I have anything like that? Well, I'll do another biography, I guess, then. Okay. Um, even though that wasn't... He was involved in that movie, sort of, right? You know? I, well, I mean, you know, he participated and wanted to make sure they right. continued. So I mentioned that because mine is an autobiography. Um, the boss put out his... Uh, what, do you, what can you see? Born to Yeah, Run, I can see it. Which is... Yeah. Uh, how many pages is that? It's a healthy, I just got the audio book, so I, I'm going to be d- digging into that as soon as I finish the stand. I got five more hours in the stand. Um, All right. Uh, I think we should definitely do a stand show. So this, uh, the Bruce Springsteen's autobiography is about 510 pages of just pure delight. If you think, I don't know, I don't know how to summarize that. <laughs> There's a, the writing is beautiful. He discovered some kind of special voice for, for telling his own story that I think he stumbled across writing like a blog post about the Super Bowl years ago and then took seven years to kind of write his life as it relates to his music. And as someone who's gotten Bruce into Bruce Springsteen in the last few years, like in maybe 2010 or so, I was, um, I was always a guy that thought I should like Bruce Springsteen based on him being a, a passionate singer, a, you know, kind of this purposeful artist doing something intentionally that had deep meaning. I never locked in until I saw, until I heard the album Darkness on the Edge of Town. And then I became a huge fan. So that was about 2010. And so if you are a, someone who's curious like that, I think this is a great place to jump in. If you can hear him read it, there's a great sort of poetry to the thing. I just don't feel like I could do it justice in short order. Go to your local library and request it. Yeah, and yeah. You, you, I think visit I'll your do, library. I'll find make a, your library worthwhile. Yes, I do. And actually, speaking, of, hopefully, I get. To, I got. I got several library books next to me so that I hope I can get to. Um, I will share some kind of link on the Twitter that shows because I think there's some of like Bruce reading the book. Um, it is so great. It is so great. And uh, I did read it. I had to read it because the audiobook didn't come out till just recently. And I loved that experience so much making time to Good. hold that book and, uh, and dig in. So, okay. Hey, you're up. Hey lady. <laughs> Dave says hi. Hi Dave. Hi. Hot. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> is, is she hot? Yes. Um, all right. So then now to movies. So I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go f- with one of the, that's just a movie, uh, Deadpool. Uh, oh yeah. Absolutely just uh revitalized 
um, my, I, I was really feeling stagnant even with the Marvel cinematic universe with the superhero genre. And I was one of the first, like when X-Men in like, uh, when was that? 2000 came out that like kind of kickstarted this, this like newest round of that we've been in since Uh, I've been one of the biggest proponents of uh, the superhero genre. And I was really feeling that it was just getting stagnant and I feel like, and it wasn't for, it wasn't that the, the um, Marvel cinematic universe was bad. Those movies are very, very, very entertaining. But I, I feel like Disney cracked the code and then just kept cashing it in. And to me, once you like know the formula, it's like a cheat, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not. We love underdogs as Americans. That's what what we like, and so we like to see the struggle. And so this was all of like it revitalized the the superhero genre for me. It also was an underdog story and that Ryan Reynolds spent 10 years trying oh, yeah. to get this movie made. And just like that, all of that part of the story to me was just as entertaining as the movie. And the fact that they just had the balls to finally go R rated like, yeah. Yeah. And just prove that there is that adults will go see movies. If you of just make sort, movies yeah. for adults, like that's the thing, like, Adults will not go see PG thirteen movies because you're they're made for PG thirteen people. Like, <laughs> yeah, make adult mo- original adult movies, and adults will go see them. Especially all these man childs that like exist, like us <laughs> exactly. that exist. Like, yeah, Marvel has proven that. Uh, that yeah, in fact, we're going to see the bad ones. You know, the DC ones. <laughs> exactly. If we're going to go see all of that DC shit that you're putting out, like. We just make us some good. good ones. Make us some good ones, like Deadpool. Deadpool all right, is that's the all movie I got. we deserve. Uh, yeah, that, I think you just thought we we got that one. The bride, even she's like, I want to get that on D, on Blu-ray, and I was like, I, when, what? Okay, I mean that's great, but when I when I can't envision us watching that on Blu-ray, and we haven't yet, but I think we will now. I think you sold a, a sold a viewing, an extra yeah. viewing out of us. Um, yeah. The one I don't actually have any movies that I listed from this year. I did actually keep a track. I keep track of the stuff I I digest media. Oh man, I have um, a lot from this year. Uh, and it's not that I didn't like things. I was just trying to think like what really stuck when I was trying to get like this. So I don't know how to quickly say this, but I guess what I will say because it's kind of two movies mostly though. I'll just do the one movie. Uh, it's called The Ninth Configuration, and uh, it came out in I think 1980, and it was the first. It's it's a kind of a spiritual, um, unofficial sequel to The Exorcist in a way. It's so William Peter Blatty, who passed away recently, wrote. Yeah, I wrote, saw that. Wrote The Exorcist, um, which is really a book about all of his work is kind of about like a, uh, sort of proving the existence of God in his estimate. I, I I might be oversimplifying that. I shouldn't say all of his work because he did a ton of comic work. Comic literally like wrote for wrote comic movies, not comic book movies, but com- comedies <laughs> in the 60s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the library books I have here is this is this comedic novel that he wrote in, I won't get the date or whatever, but it was called um, Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane. And it grew out of a, 
it grew out of a, a comedic script he was it was contracted to write in a, into this kind of deeper meaning about some of what I just mentioned, like kind of the the existence of God, arguing the existence of gods, often through like the uh, the what he called the problem of evil. You know, if, if if kids are dying and all of these horrible things in the world happen, how can a how can a god exist? So. So that's right. really at the heart of The Exorcist as well. It's in a scene they cut out and eventually put back. But anyway, so I heard about that movie. I meant to watch it for years, and I finally did. And then I just dug into the history of it, and um, it's been very rewarding. It started as this kind of failed screenplay for comedy that turned into a comedic novel called Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Kane that eventually came out uh, as the ninth configuration in, I think, 1980. He wrote and directed it. I could go on and on and on about that. And then kind of through that, I also engaged in the uh, the Exorcist 3 sort of Blu-ray uh, that uh, he also wrote and directed that movie. I think those might be the only two movies he wrote and directed. And that's kind of the end of the trilogy. And Shout Factory, oh my God. is Shout Factory is the best fucking publisher of like Blu-rays for people like us. I don't know. Yeah. I can't say enough about that that company, that Blu-ray. Like I so the, so I'm going to kind of combine those two movies as like one movie. Well, and since I'm not going to get through everything, I'll just mention that I did I did of the current films that I saw, I did really really love La La Land. That like and I, I wouldn't have thought that I would. I haven't seen it yet. So. I don't know that you should cuz it's a musical, but I know it, that's it, why it really I haven't seen it yet. I I, yeah. I don't I don't really like musicals, but that one really got to me. So okay, so that so that was a long Longer than it should have been. All right, uh, I'm gonna do two, and then you're gonna do two, and okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say my get, two. That'll work. And then you're gonna say your two. Okay. Word. Okay. All right. So, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Just because. Oh yeah. It it proved that uh, J.K. Rowling could expand. Like that's that's technically new material building on her existing universe. Mm-hmm. Um. And I thought that she did a brilliant job to just show that she is a a, a fan a great, great, great storyteller, and she can a world builder like Stephen. Yeah, I I, I would put her builder. as high as Stephen King, like J.R.R. Tolkien, Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, like they are world builders, universe yeah. builders. You know, like I I can't even. I have thought of many novels that I would like to write. I have not thought of any universe that I have created you, oh, like, that's very interesting. in my yeah. head. You know what I mean? Like they have done that. They have all done. Yeah. That. So uh fantastic beast and where to find them. And then rogue one was also, that was my second one. Let's do rogue one. We, and we already did a double shot on that. So yeah, we did. Um, so there's, there's my two. What's your next two? Oh, um, Shit. Uh, I kind of grouped together uh, Stephen King, all the Stephen King books on audio. I kind of piled them up here. Uh, maybe I'll tweet a picture of them because I, ha- I got the, the hardbacks. But but this when I started, uh, the beginning of the year, I think. I, I think I oh, first, that's awesome. first listened to Dance Macabre and then and then on writing. And then after those two, then I'm like, fuck, I'll just start at the beginning of the catalog and move forward. And then when I saw you in July... I told you I was doing that, and you're like, "Yeah, I've been doing that for the last three years." Yeah, <laughs> which I remember bear hugging. And, you. <laughs> I, and I said, I, "I I caught up, like I caught because Stephen King." So the, I actually got three off of my list. There we go. Because mm. it's just Stephen King in general. Yeah, <laughs> like made my list. <clears throat> um, another universe builder, but uh, 
I, I, I was like, yeah, I caught up. I just caught up with what I had up to that point. So I, I got through 112263. That came out like a while ago. There's he's put out so much more. Like I still have like so many hours to go. So um so Stephen King, what's your next one after oh, Stephen King? Um I was I was gonna try to group them together in some way, but uh because this is this my last one? Cause I'll pick it differently based on that. Oh fuck. No, you only did one. You did all the Stephen King works, and then I chimed in and said, Oh, there's I, I have Stephen King on my list too, so I'll just scratch him off of mine. I'm gonna uh, so the, I'm gonna say uh, Beyonce's Lemonade. That might. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I have not listened to that album yet, it, uh, and I was trying to think of a good <laughs> music thing. I need to listen to that. That album. was the you know I do these yearly music um, mixes and stuff, and I and I finish that, and uh, so that's kind of my place to just sort of put for myself the things that I was most moved by in that regard, and then I discovered they're not they're not off off on not from the year, but. Um, yeah, that I'm like, I mentioned before where, um, certain people, like they just cut deep and there's a great quote in the Martin Scorsese documentary about Bob Dylan, where Joan Baez says about him, she's like, some people can take him or leave him. But for the, those of us that sort of take him into our hearts, like he cuts deep. And yeah. for me, uh, that happened at a certain point with that artist. And with this, with this album, Beyonce got right up there. Where I would yeah. see her, and I don't know, I and I, I, honest to God, I'm not on and haven't been on medications that brought this about, so I don't know what's going on with me, but I've been so, and I'm a pretty sensitive guy anyway, but I've been so overly emotional, um, uh, sensitive to like real earnest things or real kind. I don't know, like, uh, yeah, so that like with the Obamas, but um, I would see, I'm um, always like that. So oh, good. <laughs> yeah, don't. don't I've worry. been much. I've been much more so than recently, and it got to that point with Beyonce because of this record. And it's like, um, it started with a song that she put out before there was any idea of a record called Formation, and the video that goes along with. So that's the thing too. So there's a song. There's a video for every song, and it kind of tells. It doesn't really tell a story so much. In a way, it kind of does, but it also is rooted in this kind of you know it's coming from this very personal place with a, her a problem she had in her marriage. And, uh, and then she really engages in a way I don't think she ever has before in kind of race relations. Uh, it's just powerful, man. And, 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 and it's a pop album. So like, I couldn't tell you the last time a pop artist reached me in this way to where it was like tear inducing. Wow. Cause it's, it's a real fusion of the kind of things that I, that's one of the reasons I love a Bruce Springsteen. Cause Bruce, I don't really care. I don't even like the like have fun Bruce Springsteen songs like fucking Rosalita. I don't give a shit about those. What I care about is the stuff that he would characterize as like his life's work. And that's terrible. That's so pretentious to say, I like the things where I can tell people are trying to work shit out and they're communicating right. something real to, <laughs> to quote a movie you're in once. But, yeah. Uh, and um, Beyonce is a, is, a, is a pop artist, but man, with this, she dug deep and delivered the goods in a way that I haven't seen done in popular music. Uh, I couldn't tell you when. And then also introduced me to, uh, not that I've dug deeper into his work, but the song of hers that I put on my mix is called uh, Freedom, and it features Kendrick Lamar and him too. Like, there's just so rarely does music engage me. I saw him on the Grammys and uh, I, I don't remember what he sang. I don't remember what he said. I just remember he meant it and I bawled. I was like, fuck. And so, so that's what I want in life. I kind of want to be kicked in the balls by 
art <laughs> and she she did that and it's really fun i mean it's fun it's a pop album too it's not like it's not right. she's not gonna win a nobel prize but but she definitely deserves any and all accolades she's getting for this thing that's awesome um i don't know how to follow that so. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah well my my other <laughs> my other two that are left are not nearly as i mean i like these things but you know i tend to like um, all that i had stuff wait you only have two left I, I think so. so yeah. more left. Oh, that's okay. I don't care. I don't have to make dinner, man. <laughs> we can we can hold the moment. Uh, well, no. Okay, so I'll just rattle some off then. Right. So the arrival with Amy Adams that is a great movie. Oh, good. Uh, I've been hearing that and I haven't. Yes, awesome. I like that. Um, I had Leo finally winning an Oscar. Oh, that's earlier cool. at the beginning of the year, and then still like he spent all that time like all of that like trying to get an oscar and when he gets up there he does the stereotypical i'm going to be political like because he talked about climate didn't he talk about climate change or something like like, he had made that movie yeah he made that movie uh yeah so he's and it was just like it was so awesome he finally wins an oscar he finally gets up there and he gets to give his speech and he's like i'm gonna do what every every other celebrity does with this is we are going to be political. Oh, it's so awesome. Uh, I, so say, I, do, I appreciate when they do that. Cause it is a, and people get shit and stuff, but like when Meryl, Meryl Streep gave her thing recently, that, that floor, he floored me. And I was just like, you know, fucking a, <laughs> and if you think about it, they get so little time to actually be themselves. They always like, we're only ever seeing them being other, other people. Yeah. And they get a like, tremendous amount of attention and adoration for stuff. So they, I, I admire when they do try to say something like that. Right. Even I know sometimes it doesn't come across very well, but I, I, right, I go. to, I'm still, I'm still scared to watch Revenant. <laughs> oh well. man. The fucking bear is like, Oh Jesus. Uh, yeah. All did right. You say whoever the bear is. No, that fucking oh, that bear, bear is oh, just, God. yeah, just, yeah, scary. man. Um, the la- so, I mean, I have tons of other stuff, but I tried to keep it to 10 things. Oh, no, I guess I have three, but... Okay, I'll I'll list this one. Yeah, then you should have three. You should have three left. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll group these two because they're TV and I, I don't need to necessarily go on and on about them. Um, All right. But the, uh, the bride and I, like, we will watch TV together. We don't uh, always watch as many movies together as I would like, and I think that's just because often we don't have as much time to just sit and and do it um but <laughs> that sounded hotter than i meant to sit and do it Ew. But, uh, uh so we watch uh we watch so the two movies two tv shows that we watch together that i want to kind of name check are blackish i'll just say well i won't yeah blackish and this is us um have you seen either of those Okay, uh, yes, I've seen both of those, actually. I know what both of those shows are, and I've watched episodes of both of those shows. I feel like if you've, if you've seen the, the pilot of This Is Us, that, that's the vibe of it. So if you got into it, then, yeah. then you would dig it, and if, if not, yeah. then probably not. But yeah, I just really like both of those shows, and I always look forward to them, and they always, um, you know, Blackish always makes me laugh uh, in the unexpected ways, and uh, and This Is Us, I just really enjoy... The uh, the performances in that one, I think, more than anything. And it's network TV. <laughs> it's a and really, awesome. really kind of enjoyable, fulfilling network TV. Good deal. I mean, I'm not endorsing all network TV, just those two <laughs> things. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So my last two. So uh, John Goodman's performance in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, 
Nice. Um, okay. I haven't seen that, but that sounds exciting. The that yeah specificity. So um, I I mean the movie is the movie. It, it it's a really great performance in a in a in just a movie. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> uh, so uh, um, the, I mean the movie is great. It, it is good, but it's not like. He definitely is the like diamond in the rough if the movie was rough, but the movie's not rough. So um it, it just to me is one of those things that I have seen John Goodman play a ton of characters. And um uh Roseanne, like the show Roseanne was like a huge part of growing up. Like that was a big that show was my mom loved that show, so we watched that show a lot. Oh, cool. And so, like, I grew up with Dan Connor, yeah. right? And, and so, like, um, and, but then just to, like, start seeing him, you, you know, all, with all the, like, the Coen Brothers stuff and, like, you and um, the Big Lebowski, oh like, God. and how influential Walter that movie Sobchak is, and, like, and <laughs> Walter Sobchak, and, like, uh, uh, all of that like, he's just like he's already a brilliant character actor yeah. but then i remember halfway through this movie thinking like you're seeing somebody who has practiced a craft finally like they have mastered their craft like this is like ah. you were seeing it's like it's like watching um you know, like an expert sculptor or something, how like you can't even see what they're doing until like that last second when it finally like bursts as a work of art, you know, and like, it, but like every stroke of their hand is like amazing that he, it, it, he is just, he is in the peak of his acting game in that movie. I, I like, Fuck, I'm I've never seen. I've never seen him play and he's played amazing character. Like Walter Sobacek is an amazing yeah. character. Like oh, yeah. across uh, the this char- line, you do not. Also, <clears throat> Chinaman is not the preferred normal character. <laughs> like, oh my God. He, my, one of he, my favorite Trump gifts things is Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah. So that one. You're All really right, so what's me your- on the on the cho- on the on that movie. Ten Cloverfield Lane. So you have Ten. one left, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So the last one that I sort of starred and I realized I left a bunch of stuff out. Like I, I realized that uh, cause I keep a di- uh, like a, just a line by line diary of stuff I've watched or seen or whatever. And I don't yeah. have podcasts on there and uh, I should. <laughs> so, yeah. So just real quickly, like three, I'm not going to say anything about them. Just like three podcasts that I really love. 10 minute podcasts actually sort of a previous sort of cast of characters and they currently have are, is my favorite. So go from the beginning of the run. Oop. Yeah. Uh, WTF. I discovered late in the game is so great. Uh, and cinema fireside. That's the one with uh, Mark Borchart coming out of Milwaukee, which is really a radio show that awesome. they kind of podcast. Anyway. So next year I'll keep track of podcasts, but my other one, uh, my la- my sort of 10th that I was thinking about consciously. Oh fuck. I realized I couldn't include stranger things. Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's we're not list people that's the no, problem is man, like we like everything yeah. we like everything that's There's the a, thing i was impressed with my ability to like look through my list and single some things out and i'll actually i'll tweet a picture of my it is a one page small page list of things the anyway i was impressed with myself and now i'm in 
you know, you know that scene in High Fidelity or that whole sequence of scenes where he talks to this journalist about his top five, and yeah. he has a flirtation with her. That eventually the whole yeah. thing ends where he's like talking to her in a phone booth, revising for the millionth time. She's like, "Don't call me anymore," because <laughs> he can't yeah, make yeah. up his mind. That's how I feel. Okay, so my last thing is, um, is is so uh, at the be- end of last year, I think it was. Um, on the Nine Inch Nails Twitter, uh, which is not a super active thing. That's like a thing Trent Reznor will put stuff out when it's appropriate. So if they're not doing right. anything for like a couple years, you're not going to see just like throwback Thursdays. Um, and he right. said like new Nine Inch Nails coming in 2016, other stuff too. So I'll skip with the other stuff and whatever. But, you know, it was December or something. And then all of a sudden there was the stuff. I think he, he, he was definitely using that post, I think, as a means to make sure he held to that uh, deadline of sorts. And so... I'll be there in less than seven minutes. Exactly. That was his, you like, less it. than seven yes. minutes. Yeah, so you need it. So he gave it. himself yeah. a full calendar year, but, like... <laughs> yeah. And that's an even number of months, so it's arguable as to whether or not it's funny, but he's not necessarily a funny guy. I don't think he was a funny, humorous <laughs> guy. I don't think he was going for... I don't think he was going for cracking up two weirdos yeah. from Ritman, so... <laughs> Oh my God! I'm changing the bio to two weird go two weird weirdos from Ribbon. <laughs> two weirdos from Ribbon. <laughs> Talk movies bullshit. It's Stephen King. <laughs> okay, you're done. You let, you just spent all your time. That's oh, all your yeah. time. So, but what it was, just super briefly, is, is he did make <laughs> he, he he launched it on an Apple Music kind of live radio. It was internet radio on Apple Music where they broadcast this new EP and had a conversation. And I, and I it was a thing. I it was like listening to FM radio back in the day. I listened to it yeah. at the same time as my brother did in Ohio when it was being conducted like in a different time zone. It was just really exciting. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, my last one. So, uh, like I was looking at all the movies on here and I realized that the problem that with the, the, the subconscious problem that I have with Palmer's picks was I was trying to be a movie critic, but my motive, but like all of my critique really boiled down to, whether or not I was entertained by the movie. And that's not what being a critic is about. Like you need, you like, you need to be able to speak on the points of filmmaking to be a true critic. Right. Oh yeah. So like all of my movies, like, and that's how I can say Goonies is my favorite movie is because like, I am thoroughly entertained every time I watch that movie. Right. Uh, And it's one of the few movies that I can say that about, but it is the first one that I can remember being like that. Um, so most of my movie picks from this year were because they were just thoroughly entertaining to me. And this last one was thoroughly entertaining, but it also, in my opinion, is the most original movie that was made this year. Ooh. Um, and that's Kubo and the Two Strings. You just uh, made that up. That's not a real movie. <laughs> that is a real movie. Totally a real movie. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's an animation movie. Okay. Uh, it's got Matthew McConaughey and Charlize Theron are the uh-huh. uh, two leads in it. Awesome. Um, so this, oh, this is a kind. So this is the most original movie you saw. I I feel like this is like it was thoroughly entertaining. It was so awesome, and it was, uh, crazy original. Like I didn't see. I have not seen any movies like this before. Not an American movie, to be sure. 
Like oh, that's and it's not. It's actually not an American movie either. No, or? it is an American movie. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm. Uh, it's made by the same company that made like Coraline and made Paranorman and made. Oh, okay. uh, I haven't seen any of those, that like claymation <laughs> like style animation. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Totally. That 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 was that was on my list. Awesome. So. Wow. This was this was like a whirlwind of of not getting into much. Uh, yeah. There's so much more I want to discuss. <laughs> I know, but we have to cut it off because then we won't have anything to talk People about in a week. When we, we, yeah. <laughs> I got I and I got to eat. Like you don't want me recording when I'm hangry. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm hangry <laughs> or hungry. Yeah. Um, likewise, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. That's that's hungry, angry, what angry. Was- Hangry, yes. Hashtag hangry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, this was, I mean, unsatisfied in that we didn't get to talk longer, but awesome to be yeah. able to talk at all. Absolutely, man. It's Palmer. This is Dave. We're signing off. Cheers. All right, man. All right. Well, we'll be in touch about the weekend. You go, you go cook. Yeah, I'm going to go cook. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.